Hi, all. Welcome to Empower House Life Coaching, the podcast. My name is Amanda Escobedo. I'm your life coach pro, conscious design expert, master of removing mental blockers and upgrading your thoughts. I'm the founder of Empower House Life Coaching, and I'm your host. Welcome to episode two. Per usual, I've got a burning question for you. And my burning question is, how many of my high achievers tuning in are stressed? (laughs) How many of you have a hard time managing the stress of success? I'm going to guess a lot of you. Why? Because the stats don't lie. Statistics show that 80% of workers feel stressed on the job. Nearly half say they need help in learning how to manage their stress. And 42% say their coworkers need such help. (laughs) And 25% of workers have felt like screaming or shouting because of their job. Now, in my 10 plus years of working in HR, I've definitely experienced my good share of yelling or shouting. Luckily, none of it was directed at me. I've mostly experienced it during conflict resolutions, employee mediations. Uh, People were kind of yelling across the table saying, you're a liar. (laughs) And yes, this did happen. And I'm sure it continues to happen. Anyway, work can be stressful. Now, if a third of our life is spent working, don't we think we need to figure out how to make the experience more enjoyable? Yes, <laughs> of course. Yes, yes, yes. But more than that, what about the effects of stress on our health, on our bodies? If we don't take care of our bodies, where will we live? Today, we're going to talk a little more about the effects of stress on our body. And then we're going to give you some tips on how to better manage and reduce your stress. But before we do, what is stress? Well, stress, it's a feeling of being overwhelmed or your inability of being able to cope with mental or emotional pressure. Stress is our body's response to pressure. Now, what do I mean by that? Our body's response. What's happening with our body? Well, there's what's called the autonomic nervous system, which includes both your sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system. Both nervous systems can only be activated one at a time. Now, the parasympathetic nervous system, it's activated when you are at rest. Some activities include stimulating your digestion, activating your metabolism. It maintains your resting heart rate. The body heals really well when you're in a parasympathetic nervous system, when it's activated. Now, sympathetic nervous system. This is your fight or flight response. So when your sympathetic nervous system is activated, there are a lot of changes happening in your body. You get a more accelerated heart rate. Your blood vessels, they become more constricted. Your blood pressure increases. Your blood removes itself from your stomach to your arms and your legs. It's getting you ready to run and so much more. All of these changes in your body, they're intended to give you a temporary boost of energy, like an adrenaline rush, so you can support yourself in a very dangerous situation. Now, this is a very useful response for our safety and survival. The struggle. The struggle is the brain doesn't know the difference between life or death stress, like a lion attacking us, versus modern day stress, like fear of creating something with, which isn't perfect, fear of fumbling your words during a presentation, or the overwhelm of managing multiple priorities. Additionally, the brain doesn't know the difference between real or imagined stress. 
For example, the experience of you actually fumbling your words during a presentation versus your anticipation of fumbling your words. The brain processes them both the same. Winston Churchill, he said, when I look back at all of these worries, I remember the story of the old man who said on his deathbed, he had a lot of trouble in his life, most of which never happened. He's referring to the imagined stress. Now think of your work. Think of your life. Do you feel chronically stressed? Are you overwhelmed? Are you on edge? If you do, it's time to start getting curious and question how you are currently approaching your work, different areas of your life. Why? Because chronic stress is not good for you. When you're chronically stressed, then the sympathetic nervous system, it's consistently being activated. And when it's consistently being activated, it has some pretty damaging long-term effects on your body. And today, I'm going to review the top six. Number one, blood sugar. So cortisol, this is, act, this is what activates your sympathetic nervous system, and it's consistently producing glucose, which leads to increased blood sugar levels, which then can increase your likelihood of having diabetes. Number two, weight gain and obesity. Elevated cortisol levels, it leads to weight gain. One way is through visceral fat storage, two is through your blood sugar insulin problems, and three is through craving of high calorie food. Number three, gastrointestinal problems. So when cortisol is flooding your body, the digestion and absorption of food, it's compromised. It, indigestion develops and your mucosal lining becomes irritated and inflamed. Number four, your immune system. High cortisol levels, it compromises your immune system, which increases your colds, your risk to cancer. You have a tendency to develop more food allergies and so on. Number five, fertility problems. Elevated cortisol or prolonged stress, it leads to the disruption of normal ovulation and menstru menstrual cycles. Number six, cardiovascular disease. So cortisol, it constricts your blood vessels. It increases your blood pressure, which leads to vessel damage and plaque buildup, which leads to your heart attack. Now, personal story, I've had three open heart surgeries, not due to stress, but because I was born with congenital heart disease. I had my first surgery when I was one and my last two when I was 27. I obviously don't remember the first surgery when I was a baby, but I definitely remember the last two. And the reason why I had to was because the first surgery didn't go so right. I sort of fell apart <laughs> and they had to send me back in for round two surgery to kind of fix me up. And I share this story because I would just never wish cardiovascular disease or open heart surgery on anyone. It's an extremely invasive surgery. And the different levels of pain you experience during the recovery in the hospital are next level, to say the least. Now, I know this isn't new information for you all. We all know that chronic stress is bad for the body. So if we already know this, then my next question is, how long will you allow yourself to live like this? Lori Buchanan says, whatever you're not changing, you are choosing but let's give you some credit. I'm sure you're doing something to take care of yourself and support your stress. Maybe you're exercising, you're trying to eat well, you practice deep breathing exercises. Maybe you meditate or schedule ac acupuncture or massage appointments. If you do any of that, awesome. But 
Are you addressing the root cause of your stress? Remember, when we go back to defining what stress is, it's a feeling of being overwhelmed or your inability to cope with mental or emotional pressure. And your pressure, it's self-imposed. Self-imposed pressures or stress looks like perfectionist habits, type A behavior, emotionally holding on to a mistake, a lack of balance in your life. Now, if we have the power to create pressure, create stress for ourselves, this is great news (laughs) because that means we have the power to better manage and reduce our stress. Today, I'm going to provide you with five tips to reduce your stress. Now, these tips, they're really journaling strategies. So journaling is important because we have about 6,200 thoughts a day. 90% of those thoughts are subconscious. Journaling will provide you with an opportunity to do a thought download, a brain dump. You get to see what's under the hood of your car. You can assess those thoughts, problem solve, or exchange and upgrade your thoughts. So let's get into it. Strategy one, daily wins. I want you just to take a moment and think back and reflect on a time when something went right and you acknowledged or recognized it, maybe even celebrated it. How did that make you feel to recognize that win? Did you notice your energy go up? Well, it did. Energy goes up when we acknowledge our wins and that surplus of energy, it's good for us because it contributes to us making better decisions for ourselves. And that's exactly what we want to do with this strategy, give you a surplus of energy. For myself, this has been a super beneficial practice. Like most people, when one thing goes wrong, it's really easy to hold on to that emotion the rest of the day or even the week. But when I practice my daily wins, this is a reminder for myself that there are so many other moments in the day that really worked out well for me. It snaps me out of the emotion that I don't want to be in and it brings my vibration up. Strategy two, daily gratitude. Eckhart Tolle says stress is caused by being here and wanting to be there. In this exercise, we want you to take a moment and recognize where you currently are, what you have, write out all the things you're grateful for today. Positive psychology research shows that gratitude is strongly associated to greater happiness. It helps you feel more positive and improve your health. It activates your parasympathetic or calming part of your nervous system. Now, as an entrepreneur, I'm constantly looking and thinking and planning for the future. It's so easy to get lost in the weeds of what could be. Practicing a daily gratitude, it brings me to the present and it reminds me of what I already have and what I'm thankful for. And for you, it could be, you know, your health, your relationships, the fact that you have a roof over your head, you have the ability to eat good food and nourish your body, etc. Strategy three. Working through your obstacles. Ask yourself, what were my obstacles for the day? What didn't go right or what went wrong? When you get clear on what isn't working, you have the ability to take a step back, assess, and problem solve. And when you problem solve, you get unstuck. You're no longer stuck in a funk, stuck in the emotions like disappointment, stuck in blame of yourself or others. Rather, you assess on what didn't go right and come up with a plan to repair or prevent it from happening next time. Strategy four, rumble your narrative. William James says the greatest weapon of stress is being able to choose one thought over another. Now, rumbling your narrative will help you do just that. 
If you feel stressed about something in particular, like a big presentation, ask yourself, what am I trying to make this presentation mean? Maybe you've made this presentation a big deal in your mind because it's visible to highly influential people like other executives, the board, or investors. And if you don't kill it, then your reputation is on the line, then your promotion is on the line, then your job is on the line. But ask yourself, is that really true? Am I certain it's true? When I believe this narrative, how do I respond? Maybe your response is you're working more hours. And because now you're playing the game of I don't have time, you're skipping your lunch. You know, when you're working through this, you will gain insights. The goal is to rumble your narrative and remind yourself your thoughts are not facts. You can change your narrative in a way that serves you. Now, strategy five, creating balance. As people, we are not one-dimensional. There are many different ways we feed and nourish ourselves. A lot of us work, 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 because society, our parents might have told us that work is the most important thing of our life. Your status matters, like your job title, the amount of money you make matters. But if that were true, wealthy people wouldn't be unhappy. The reality is when we feed the other areas of our life, our stress goes down, our energy and motivation goes up, we have a sense of hope. And we have our well-being. It goes up as well. So in this exercise, this journaling exercise, look at the different areas of your life, like spirituality, social life, family relationships, romantic relationships, your health, creativity, sense of purpose, and do an assessment on each area. On a scale of one to five, rate it. Five being most satisfied, one being kind of least satisfied. You're very dissatisfied. Assess the numbers and then identify which area you want to see the most positive shift first and create a plan to increase your rating. All right. So those are your five journaling strategies that will help you reduce your stress. To recap, we have daily wins. We have daily gratitude. Work through your obstacle, rumbling your narrative and creating balance. So now that you have your journaling strategies to help you reduce your stress, now what? Is that enough? (laughs) Maybe, but maybe not. And in your defense, that's because information is not what drives us to action. Think about it. Over the past years, how much money and energy have you spent on books and seminars in your attempt to overcome or minimize your stress? If nothing changes, what new problems might arise and cost you in the future? How much would you spend in the coming years searching for a solution? For most of my clients, the answer is mucho. A lot! (laughs) Look, tackling all of this on our own, it's a lot and can often be overwhelming to the point where it's just easier to stay where we are. But coaching, coaching is a process which is facilitated in a specific way that empowers you to be different without having to think about being different. But the first step in the process of change is really raising your awareness about what we really desire, what you really desire for yourself and for your life. Now, if you have the desire to better manage the stress of success and create more balance for yourself, then you're invited. You're invited to schedule your free inner game strategy session with me. (laughs) In your session, we'll uncover the many stresses of success. We'll discover what is stopping or slowing you down from elevating to new heights, and we'll discover a plan of action that has you steering your ship with confidence and control in 90 days or less. If you decide to invest 45 minutes of your time to your free 
inner game strategy session. You will walk away with at least one major aha about how to break out of your stress and take action from a place of passion and momentum. To schedule, go to www.empowerhousecoaching.co. All right, folks, I'm Amanda Escobedo, and you've been listening to Empowerhouse Life Coaching, the podcast. If you haven't already, please go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, subscribe, and review this podcast. Join me next time in another conversation about removing mental blockers, unlocking your potential, and elevating to new heights. Thank you for listening.